What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm J-Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping reviewing Riverdale Season 4, Episode 6. And it's called Chapter 63, Hereditary. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending because we are going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our best lines, our MVPs, our LVPs. So be sure to stick around for that. And if you're liking our podcast... Um, we would like you guys to go on iTunes and type in Recap Rewind because we're doing a um, contest right now. And all you guys have to do is basically leave us a review, a five-star review, and it enters you into a contest to potentially win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop and a socket. Pop socket. Yeah. yeah. So all you have to do is leave us a review and comment, and that's that's how you enter the contest. For sure. And the contest ends on December 11th, where we will be drawing one lucky wiener. So you have a bit of time, but still, just get it in there. Yeah, and it's free to enter. It's free to play if you love us. And I think you do if you're if you're still listening. So yeah. why not? And as always, to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Let's get into the episode, y'all. Yeah, y'all. So, yeah, y'all. what'd you think? What'd I loved it. I think it was great. Yeah? yeah, I liked it a lot. It was a lot of drama. The last mm-hmm. 10 minutes were absolutely insane. Yeah. I kept like having to change my like WTF moment because I was like, I don't know which one <laughs> yeah. to choose. You're like, rewind. Yeah. Next one. What rewind. Next one. I thought it was good too. I think to your point, like everything kind of came, everybody's storylines kind of came to a big head at the very end. And I was like, oh, 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 okay. Like everybody's got drama now. So it was good. I liked the buildup of the episode. There were some things that were like questionable in terms of how they like laid it out, but we'll talk about it through as we go through the episode. But yeah, it was good. I liked it. It was enjoyable. Okay, so it starts off with um, Archie, and he's just like being a superhero. First, I was like, "Are we rewatching?" I know. Episode? I literally <laughs> thought I was on the wrong episode. I'm like, "Uh, yeah." Am I, I watching like, last week's? <laughs> Are they doing a re re rewrite? Um, yeah. So they're they basically started off the same way it's just like him but now he's like hiding in the car waiting for people to steal the car like archie's like hiding as a superhero but he's playing this like psychological game with the kids so he basically cuffs them as the superhero but then he comes back as archie and he's like yo what happened to you like let me get you out of this car and so basically shows him like Help this kid out, and then the kid ends up working at Pops, and everybody's like, "Yes!" Like, and that was and super then, cute, like seeing how they're like kind of being integrated back into the community, and like, right. And I think one question that like Jughead asks in his little um, story is like, "How do they come together as a town?" Right. Right. And it was just such an interesting question to ask. I was like, "It's so true." Like they seem so broken right now, especially sure. after last year season's like events. How do they come back? Um, and help each other out and like honestly this storyline was so freaking cute with like Archie finding them jobs and like you know pops coming together and like all this other stuff yeah so it was super cute yeah I thought that was cute obviously Dodger's like pissed because he's like who the hell is taking my kids away or whatever yeah which is like ugh, like don't you have like adults yeah. to use <laughs> like why yeah. are you depending <laughs> on children why do you need children it's just a storyline I get it like I think I was telling um, Postmaster when he was a guest on the show and he I was saying how Dodger, the character Dodger is like originated from Oliver Twist, which is the same storyline. Like he takes orphan kids and makes them do like his dirty work. So like they're just using that same like storyline. But yeah, it's kind of it's weird. But again, that's why Archie's involved is because he's like innocent children are being. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Anyway, so we'll go through that because, like, that shit hits the fan later. Um, but then it cuts to Pop's Diner. And Betty and Jugs like see each other for the first time in a really long time. And I thought this part was really, really cute because Jughead's like, oh, so adorable. He was like, oh, I have writer's block. And Betty's all just like, but like, maybe if you like kiss your girlfriend, like you'll feel better. And he's like, oh, I know, just have like writer's block. And she's like, but like, if you kiss me, like maybe you'll feel better. Yeah, it (laughs) was so cute. I died. Yeah. Because I feel like I do that all the time. (laughs) It was like, this is bringing it back, like focus on me for a minute. Yeah. It was super cute. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, then it cuts to Cheryl and she has a nightmare and in the nightmare her whole family is kind of standing over her her bed and she hears Penelope's voice and she says Julian needs a body so we're going to give him yours which is a direct um, connection to the movie Hereditary if anybody's watched it sorry spoiler alert if you haven't that's too bad it's been out for a while now so I don't care Um Long story short, it's about, like, possession and, like, taking over other people's bodies. Um, But a bunch of other fucked up things happen in it, which is hard to explain. So if you still want to watch it, it's really fucking creepy and extremely scarring. It is definitely one of the scariest movies I've ever watched. Um... Anyway, so that's Cheryl's whole situation. She wakes up and then she's like, what the fuck is going on? She sees the doll in the corner and she's like, this doll is like haunting me. I don't know what's happening. Then it cuts back to the El Royale. And because of this whole thing that Archie's doing, the El Royale gets vandalized like right away. And this is when FP gets I love how like Like, they vandalized the gym, but like they didn't touch the boxing ring, which is like (laughs) probably the most valuable thing in the boxing (laughs) in the boxing club. They're like, let's just break some windows. It was windows everything up like around here. the boxing ring. <laughs> they could have like spray painted it and been like, yeah. get out of here yeah. or something. Like nothing. Anyway, whatever. So they vandalize it, and this is when FP like finally Archie's like, okay, fine, I'll talk to FP like for the first time ever. Even though we were saying last episode, like, why like, don't you why? get FP involved? Yeah. So he's like, you need to find Dodger. Like he's the point. He is the reason why this is happening. Which you is what we already know. It just keeps like yeah. looping itself in the same same story and same dialogue. Like we already it's know just it's a little, him. Yeah, I think it's more just like slow. The way that they're pacing it out, it's like it's like Archie's only finally asking for help when he should have been asking for help from time. So anyway, we'll get to that in a second because it cuts back to Betty and Kevin at school. And Betty's basically laying down the entire situation because she's been spying on Charles. And she was like, all I really see him do is wake up at the the hotel, the five seasons, and then he goes to work, then he goes to Pops, and then he goes to the gym, and then he comes back home. Yeah. And Kevin, randomly, he's like, he just sounds like a lonely gay guy. And I was like, like, I'm offended. (laughs) I'm I'm like, like, what makes him gay from those four things? Like, why? Like what? like what? That's like any any Set single man would do that. Like what the fuck Seriously. is wrong with you? I was like, why did you have to like, throw gay in there? Maybe if she said like he goes to La Bonne Nuit like every night and like sings on stage. Like yeah. I don't know, like, something like, out of the ordinary, <laughs> like, did, something. But something like he special. just does things to like survive as a normal human. Or being. if he says like, like he goes to a gay bar in Riverdale, then I'd be like, oh okay, so he is. It gay. was so you know? weird. Like, I was like, I messaged Jay like so I'm random. like, why is he? So why is he gay? <laughs> like what did Kevin get? I don't understand. <laughs> there was no connection whatsoever, and I was like, this is so tricky. I'm so and again, it's just like it Kevin. gives that line to Kevin, who is really yeah. only worrying about like his sexual orientation or like what he wants yeah. to fuck. I was like, oh, so <laughs> like it's so random. It's like, it just doesn't stop with Kevin's like horniness. So whatever. At that point in time, 
the one thing I will say is like, and this is why the writing sometimes like makes me just laugh at this point. Cause like him saying he's a lonely gay guy is what Betty Triggers uses Betty. as a means yeah. to like go and do her next like thing and like the storyline. So I was like, okay, fine. I guess they had to give him the line, but he could have like played it off a little bit more playfully been like, LOL. Doesn't he like a gay guy? Like wink, wink. Like I wish he's a gay guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. they could have, Played in, played into the fact that like they don't know for sure, but like he's just like a horny like kid and just wants yeah. to like make sh- like have the fantasy that he's a gay guy. Anyway, I just thought it was weird. Anyway, moving on to the lodge res. Um, this is when things get like very rent. Like it kind of all happened so fast that me, I was like, what? Yeah, like for me it was very quick because I know like last episode was all about their court case and their trial, right? But like that was just one episode of trials. Like <laughs> exactly. these guys were on trial for like a lot of shit. Like the yeah. fact that they're already at home, back to their regular selves, having breakfast together. I was like. Wait, so you're not in, uh, like everything's done now? Like so that's it? So they're friends again. So yeah, they start off by saying like no more secrets, no more lies, which I feel like is like the slogan of like, the every Lodge morning family. they say that I, and then they go and break like, that like 30 <laughs> times over in one day. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Veronica obviously like is pissed off. She's like, oh yeah, because you're not going to tell me about like your secret kids anymore. And, and also, can we just talk about the fact that like. They didn't even talk about Hermosa. Like, who is she? Where yeah. did she come from? Like, who was her like, mom? Um, did he cheat on Hermione with her? Like, <laughs> nothing was said. I was like, Hermione, are you just and gonna Hermione's, sit there? Are you just gonna yeah, sit there? Hermione's just sitting there being like, cool, cool. So uh this half sister like, that like has never existed before. I'm like, um, bitch, your husband like, has another get, daughter. <laughs> like, what is happening? Like so, they make Hermione so like mute and that's okay but that's the thing i don't appreciate is that half the time she's like this oh my god i I didn't know i can't i'm so fragile when veronica's showing her how to like be a hostess i'm like really she needs help being a hostess like (laughs) she was working upstairs at the fucking pop cider like just two seasons ago she's fine and that's the thing they flip-flop her character so often and so drastically that i'm like i don't understand who is she supposed to be is she she the damsel in distress or is she a mob boss ass bitch choose a like choose something or does it I don't make her like? It. Yeah, I agree. Or is it like because Hiram has this like crazy energy that she just like gets like sucked into it right away as soon as he's sitting right in front of her? Like I, I don't know. I mean, I get. I I guess I could believe that. I but at the same time, they, they never really like. Like even if she weak. knew about Hermosa, even if she knew her whole life, the way she reacted to it was so like so quiet and so passive i'm yeah. like what the hell like this and is also you? like if she like if she did know couldn't she just turn like couldn't veronica like be mad at her mom for a second and be like yo bitch you knew about you this fucking secret me. child yeah. like yeah have one None sentence of, of dialogue yeah. to like clarify how like where everybody was at you know what i mean like hermione could have easily been like yeah you didn't even tell me you piece of shit like like anything anything i definitely expected way more than that what we got yeah i was a little let down with that reaction because i was waiting for that i thought for sure hermione wouldn't have known yeah i'm sure she probably didn't but at the same time i'm like react girl like react it was just a little too weak on on uh, hermione's part agreed so another weak thing that's happening so hiram's gonna be (laughs) gonna be selling rum in fucking riverdale like what okay fine i mean i guess he's not murdering anybody he's not a gang member but he's gonna be going back to his passion in life which apparently is making rum (laughs) i'm like all right cool 
Um, and yeah, so Hermione's gonna be working at the Bondui, which is a full circle moment, obviously, for Hermione because she was working at Pop's Diner in the first season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they ended off the whole like awkward conversation with like, let's make bygones be bygones. And I was like, uh, okay. Like, I guess we're all gonna awkwardly move on from this random like i haven't even like, mishmash on the that part yet let me like let it sink in a little bit and then yeah. let me move on like you guys just got out of jail <laughs> there's so much happening and, like, slowly like, you can slowly introduce situations like yeah the hermosa thing is still not clear even after the conversation that she has with veronica later i'm like anyway we'll get into it later let's talk about it later so uh archie and fb talk really quickly and he fb's like i was watching the entire time and we like arrested him but he didn't have anything illegal on him so we had to let him go right um and archie's like darn it that didn't work out but i'm like can't you just like scout him for a little bit longer i'm sure he's gonna do something shady like, like in they the next, probably like, can week. get testimony from all these effing people yeah. being like he's shady he's the a kids, drug dealer like, like come on the kids the store owners like they could build a full case anyway whatever um then it cuts to pop steiner and again, Betty and Jughead are talking about the book, and he's noticing that there's a difference between the first novel and the second novel. He's like, the first novel's writing's like different syntax, and he starts using like grammar words that I just don't even know. And he's like, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it was two different writers for sure. And he's like, I have a theory. I think it's my grandpa. And uh, Betty's like, I don't know. That's like a little bit like loose of it. Like, you don't have any evidence really. Like, and yeah. then he's like, he sent me like the first edition, first Baxter books, boys. Baxter Boy's book and like why would he do that and then he wrote this like sketchy like thing about like not trusting people so like whatever whatever and Betty's like I get it but you still need proof like this is like not really much to go by and then she was like but speaking of which, I'm also doing something that has no evidence or proof. So then she goes and yeah. talks to Chick in jail. She's like, that reminds me. And then she gets triggered. Yeah. Like, everyone triggers her to do, like, her next move. <laughs> yeah. So she goes to Chick and then she asks him about Charles. And right away, I wrote down the note. At what, at what point did exactly. she think that talking to Chick would have given her <sighs> the truth? Like... She knows better. Like, she's she's smarter than this. And, like, he does... So, whatever. Chick, Chick spends his story. He basically says, like, we were high on Jingle Jangle. And then Charles um, got really high and then killed this, like, guy that was in our room. And then we had to, like, bury the body or whatever. And he was, like, Charles snapped and, like, darkness took over him. Like, he was, like, a serial killer. Um... And then I was like, okay, so I guess he is gay, but like, do we still believe Chick at this point? I like, just I didn't don't even understand. Know. Like you're saying, I didn't understand why Betty thinks that going to him is gonna prove into like a valid story yeah, that she's gonna believe. Yeah. Like he was a psychopath. Like he only tried to kill you guys last season too. Like why are you even going and talking to him? And, and he was lying anything? the entire exactly. time. So I so just like, why would you? Yeah, I don't know. I. And, and that's the thing. I'm like, unless she's playing the long game with him and being like, I don't trust any of these holes and I'm just going to like double cross all of them. Like I could see her doing that. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe she's just like losing her edge. Like <laughs> like she's too like busy yeah. doing other shit. I don't know. Um, so then it cuts to Cheryl and she's just missing a lot of school because she's just afraid of leaving Nana and the twins with like this creepy evil doll. Yeah. 
And then can we just Tony's talk like, about her situation real quick? Like, yes. how do you? Yeah, yeah. Who like? How, what do you think about her mental state at this point? <laughs> what do you think about Tony still being around at this point? Like, what do you think about Cheryl at this point? So okay, so there's a few things that are going on in my head. One is Cheryl's. They're obviously displaying Cheryl as this very mentally unstable character which i know that they were talking about in the beginning of the season they wanted to write her this way and like really explore her mental health so i it's hard for me to like follow her train of thought because it changes like every five seconds like one second she's like good right the next second she thinks like the doll is haunting her the next thing you're like is she the one that's doing it but she's crazy and bipolar like i don't know what like what her situation is so like it's hard for me to like grasp even her as a character right now um and tony yeah like i feel like number one i've been saying it from the beginning of the season like tony's been putting up with some shit with cheryl and a part of me is almost like why are you even sticking around like i know that you guys love each other i know that it's like you guys are like lesbian together and like it's shoney and like whatever (laughs) shippers but at the same time i'm like what are you getting out of this it's that's true. making you happy? Yeah. You know, like, I want to see Tony, like, and that's a thing, like, we got this kind of, like, low-key promise that Tony was going to get a bigger story and a backstory, and I'm not seeing that in five five episodes in. Like, when is the, her, like, curve going to happen? Like, she's still just Cheryl's girlfriend, and I don't know yeah. if I want to see that forever, you know what I mean? No, for sure. I agree with 100% what you're saying. Um, what I don't appreciate is I think I would have liked if they explored her mental state and also the fact that she was hiding this for a longer period of time. But the fact that like right. Tony knows about Jason's dead body, okay? Like her dead ass brother's dead corpse. Her, girl- <laughs> yeah. her girlfriend knows about it. Her grandma knows about it, I think. Or maybe she doesn't. But the fact that Tony knows about it, it's like she's enabling her to keep this going. And to me, like, right. that's almost like I'm not that that makes me not like tony either because i'm like why are you letting her do this if you really loved her you would find help or you would find some sort of way out of this situation but instead you're kind of just ignoring it you're leaving in the basement i don't know i just wish they went like another way with it because now tony's involved in this whole craziness too right it's not just cheryl anymore and that's a really good point because now that i'm thinking about i'm like They've totally separated Cheryl and Tony, like, since the beginning of the season, really. Like, they've completely separated them from the rest of the kids. Like, they're not involved in any of the conversations. Like, Reggie has more conversations with the core four than Cheryl does. And, like, she's isolating herself. And I get it. Like, Cheryl's going through some shit right now. So, I guess they want to kind of keep things low-key. But it would be nice to see Tony reaching out to Jughead or reaching, like, Jughead and her used to be buddies. Like, you forget where Tony came from. Like, her and like Tony and Jughead were like so close in the beginning, and like where's where is that like where's her like pretty poisons like all of these and supporting honestly, characters like, have like fallen away from them. And I think maybe if they spent this episode maybe on like Veronica and Cheryl, just those two characters, they could have explored Cheryl's um like trauma more and like her mental health more because that is gonna right. be a big storyline. You gotta give right. it time, and you gotta explain it properly. But I feel like we're rushing through it still. And like you're saying, it's true. Like Tony should be going to the friends being like, guys, I need your help with Cheryl. Like she's really like, she's lost it. Like she's living with her dead brother. Yeah. Like it hasn't gotten to that point yet. It's weird. 
And a part of me is trying to figure out like what is what are their what is the final message that they're yeah. gonna be giving Cheryl? Like are they just gonna say like, yes, if you have issues, like you need to get help? Like what is the situation that's gonna happen? Because like they just keep digging themselves into a deeper like, deeper. Is it hole. only gonna get uncovered because people are trying to buy the estate back? Like yeah. I don't want it to be that. Like that's so random. Like I want it to I be I mean it, it looks like that is what the situation's gonna be, but at the same time and I'm like not mad at that, but I'm also but the the real question is is like what is gonna make I her want, snap out of it yeah like what's gonna get her out of this and i really do think that to your point tony's the person that is kind of responsible because she's the closest one to cheryl right now to make that decision and say like okay we need to like go and get outside help like, i still you know? think she needs a parent i really do think she still needs a parent i mean so ooh, huh there's nobody left there's like nobody left but penelope's though. not dead so she's <laughs> gonna come my back and money, be like sorry i was the I gargoyle my money is season. on her coming back and being like look i fucked up my whole life i don't know <laughs> i still feel like she needs a parent to like get her through all the yeah. shit that she's been through i agree but i just don't know like where that's gonna yeah. go all right well we'll keep talking about that as this episode goes on so it will cut back to betty and charles and betty basically says that she confronts him and she says so this is what Chick says. And he's like, you talk to Chick. Like, why wouldn't you even come to me first? And Betty's like, okay, well, then if you're so pissed off and you think that he's not telling the truth, then I want you to take a polygraph test. And he's like, okay, fine. So then it cuts to Archie and he's talking to the two kids that he kicked out like from time from last episode. And he says, um, like, why do you even want to work for Dodger? Like, I, you know, I'm trying my best to, like, make sure you guys are happy or whatever. And he's like, yeah, but, like, there's, like, free pizza and, like, games. And I'm like, like, they're great. And it's, like, fun. Like, I, like, we get paid and shit. And Archie's like, what the fuck? Even I was like, I get that these are kids and I want to give them, like, the benefit of the doubt. But I'm like, you guys are doing crime for free pizza and games? <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? I like, guess they're kids. Like, what are you going to say? But what ratchet kids are you? Like, where are you coming from that your parents aren't teaching you not to do crime for free pizza and games? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. So whatever. <clears throat> Cuts to Archie talking in the lounge and he's like, oh, I don't know what to do with these kids. Like, uh, like, can, does anybody have like an arcade game like yeah. lying around that you can <laughs> play? I'm like, what? I was like, this is so random. <laughs> so, so whatever. Va- Veronica and Betty are like, well, you just need exposure. Like, you need to like expose like the El Roy- like Royale more. And Betty's like, I can write an article in the Blue and Gold for people to like help volunteer and stuff. And Veronica's like. I'll, like, you know, ask my vendors. I was like, your vendors? Like, okay, bougie bitch. Like, you got, like, vendors? It, like, it kind of annoyed me. I don't want to be a hater on Veronica, but, like, it kind of annoyed me that she had an answer for every single thing. And I right. get that that's supposed to be, like, as a girlfriend, they want to position her in that way. I get it. Because, like, she's amazing. Like, she helps them out for everything. But it, it was almost too perfect. And, like, there was no sense yeah. of, like, um, like... There's no challenge for him because like there's no conflict. There's no conflict. Yeah. Like she's freaking giving him everything. She's like burgers and pizza and onion rings and milkshakes. I'm like, damn, like he got even <laughs> more than pizza. Like it was just too much. Yeah, I th- I definitely like. Does, oh, how does she have so much money? I thought she's like almost bankrupt. I know <laughs> it, they make her seem like she has like unlimited money, yeah. and then she has like no money. She's like, I can't, I can't even like pay rent to like buy another place and not stay under the same yeah. roof as my parents. Yeah, exactly. Like what the fuck? So. <laughs> Which I'll talk about later because I got really annoyed about that. But 
Um, no, I totally agree. But I will say that, like, outside of the fact that she has an answer for everything, they're also positioning her as someone who's, like, not with Archie and not realizing that he's going through some really awkward shit. Like, why did it take five episodes for her to be like, well, all you need is exposure. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you could have told him that while you guys were fucking in episode two and having some pillow talk. Like, there's so well, many other. If anything, so- I feel like they're, I'm missing those moments more than this shit. Like, like they haven't yeah. kissed, I feel like, in two episodes. I mean, they have. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Like, they there's have, like, no romance. In, I don't, I'm not seeing, like, the romance in it. Like, aside from them saying, like, I love you. Like, thank you so much. Yeah. Like, I'm missing those, like, cute little Varchi moments at school because they're just so busy with their freaking business empires over here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll get back to them in a second. But right before that, uh, Cheryl's at school and she gets a call at the to come to the principal's office. It turns out that Dagwood, one of the babies, was choking on a pin- ping pong ball and then ended up having to get a tracheostomy <laughs> to get it out. I was like, oh, what like, the fuck? The, the amount of detail that that freaking uh, receptionist <laughs> went to, I was like, what did, did you go to the hospital too? Like, how do you know, I know. all this? I was like, isn't that privileged information for the yeah. family only to know? <laughs> anyway, whatever. So Cheryl like leaves. She's like, I need to do something before I go to the hospital. So whatever, we see her do that in a second. But before that, it cuts to Veronica and Hermione at the Bon Nui. And Hermione's like, I don't know how to work yeah, anymore. Like, I was in prison for like two I, days. I can't do anything anymore. I'm like, why are you glitching out? Like, like you had a job last season and the season before. Why is it so <laughs> like difficult you for you to a criminal empire. And now she's like, what? A table? how do i give them a menu (laughs) like what the hell and also like why are you employing your mom at your workplace (laughs) like there's no other job in all of riverdale that you can do like i just i don't get it like veronica killed me like like, (laughs) reservations are taken only after a certain time you can only sit that guy there and that guy there and on wednesday nights you can't sit anyone there i'm like when girl this place is dead (laughs) empty like where is your business and why are they coming to a speakeasy owned by a 16 year old girl it kills me <sighs> it's so sh- i can't believe the storyline <laughs> is still, still going, going on like with the Bandui. it kills they me they should have freaking it's burned so it when that guy put himself on fire that's what i'm saying yeah. and even that like even that scene i'll i'll cut i'll cut to that scene now because like we're talking about it but yeah hermosa and her hiram come in they're like yo like where's our table and i'm like it's true like why are they still going there like who is still like they only use the Bonnui this episode just for them to come in and be like, where's our table? Like, I don't like this table. Like, and that was it. That's the and only like, reason why they had. And then after an entire season of screwing your dad over in like millions of dollars and all these legal things, she's like, mom, give them table 11. <laughs> and then like, he's like, yeah, so true. Nailed it. I was like, Really, girls? Like, like, we're stooping to giving doing... him the bad booth at your yeah. speakeasy? Is there, like, a pillar in front of it or something? Like, like Who's the musical this? performer, man? <laughs> you don't even have Josie anymore. <laughs> like, like, who's I'm going dead. there for dinner? I'm dead. Like, you don't get it. 
So whatever. So I the the one scene that I did miss was Cheryl goes home and she finds a doll that's like escape. Apparently, it's escaped this like salt circle. Yeah, and it's sitting in Jason's arms. And then she hears something, and then she sees her aunts. Like she hears something upstairs. She goes upstairs and she finds her aunts and uncles in the living room, and they're like, "Cheryl, we need to talk to you." And then she faints. Yeah. So she's definitely going through some shit. Um, anyway, we'll cut to her in a second, but, um, back to Charles and Betty taking this polygraph test. And so he spins this new story where he basically says that it was Chick who killed this trick. Um, he walks in on them and he had to help bury the body. Like he put like lie on it and like whatever he's like, I went into survival mode and like, I just like figured it out. Um, and then she asked the question, are you hiding anything from us? And then his like thing went crazy. And then he's like, I'm a recovering addict. I attend Narcotics Anonymous meetings at the gym. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then that's kind of how that scene ends. Yeah. I do love the way that this ep- episode ends because now everything that I'm saying as I'm recalling and I'm like, wow, that's so tight. I, did, I felt bad for him. I, <laughs> like, yeah. I did find I was it like, weird that. Um, oh, you did. I did fa- find it weird that on the question of like, are you hiding anything? He's like, huh, huh, and then he's like, I'm a drug oh. addict. And I was like, is he really a drug addict though? Like, is he really, is that really the issue here? But I didn't think anything right. of it. Like I didn't definitely didn't think like he was conspiring, you know? Yeah. I just found it yeah. weird that like he quickly came up with that at, like addict excuse. You felt that it was like something yeah. that he just came up with just, right away. Yeah. Cause oh, okay. I just didn't believe it. I was like, I don't know if he's really a recovering addict. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of believed it. I was like, oh, that's an interesting storyline. They've never really yeah, done that yet. Yeah, it was almost like, like it was you know. too real. And I was like, they're not going to do this, you know? <laughs> they were like, Riverdale, <laughs> no, they, would they would never do, do this. <laughs> they're going to talk about a doll yeah. possessing a family yeah. and not talk about mental health like straight up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we'll talk to the, about them in a second. But we'll cut to Archie at the El Royale and Hiram Aww, comes to visit, really which I cute. thought was a really cute moment. Was, I like almost and had to cry. I never know, like, wh- like you obviously never know what to expect when Hiram and Archie are in the same room. But you also have to remember, like, the last time they saw each other was, like, from time. Like, before he even went to jail. Like, I think it was a boxing match which was probably the last time they actually saw each other. So, he comes in and he's like, I just want to say, like, in person, I'm sorry for your loss. Your father was a good man. And I got really sad about that, too. I was like, oh, yeah, man, that it was, was so cute. It was really cute. I didn't expect that coming from, like, Hiram, which makes me feel like... What are you going to do? Like, what are you about to fucking do? Because I don't trust it whenever he does anything good. So then he says, in his honor, I would like to make a charitable donation. And Archie, obviously, as like an idiot that he is, he's like, no, 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 I don't want any money. And he's like, I don't want your help. So obviously, Hiram's like, okay, well, okay, bye. And also, anyway, whatever. I can't even, like, talk about the fact that, like, people have money or don't have money because at this point, like, yeah. he's, he's like, just out of jail. It's a blank-ass check. I'm like, how does this guy still have blank checks? Like, like how much fuck? money does he have? And why isn't it seized by the government? Like, you can't exactly. just get arrested for, like, frauds and, like, embezzlement and then come out and still have your money. It would be, like, like it's seized. Not, <laughs> it's not a real thing, guys. I don't know. Anyways, we can't do that. Anyway, so he says no, and we move on to the next scene, which is Cheryl waking up with Tony, uh, like kind of standing over her because she like faints. Yeah. And the cousins basically say, we want to sell the maple business. It's like we're running out of money. And I guess this little house is connected to it, so they have to like sell everything. It's like the whole and, like estate, I guess. Like all the trees right. and stuff. 
Right, right, right. So then Tony, um, like, looks over at Cheryl and she's like, maybe it is time to downsize. So, like, to your point, to what you were saying earlier and, like, what we were talking about earlier, I think she does try her best to, like, maneuver around Cheryl knowing that she's, like, a little unstable right now. So I do understand but that, there's like, a difference Tony can't between, be like, hey, we should downsize and, hey, your dead brother's corpse is still living with us. Like, those are two very different yeah, points of that, advice. <laughs> like, that's true. It's that's just fine. very different. That's true. I, I'm, I'm very, like, I am very interested to see, like, where that's all going to go. But so... She is talking to the cousins. The cousins are like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And, you know, because Tony said that, Cheryl's like, I will consider it. But then as soon as they're like, can we go to the chapel? We want to go down to the chapel to, like, light a candle or whatever. She, like, loses her mind. And she's like, absolutely not. She's like, never come here again. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then they dip. Um, So, again, it just shows how kind of volatile, like, mentally she's at right now. Like, she's not in a very good place, clearly. Um, And I'm just, I'm very, I'm, like, worried that they're going to screw this up, but also very intrigued about how they're telling this story. So, I don't really know what to think I'm excited about it. Like, I'm still, like, I like it. Yeah, I do like it. I just, like, want to see what's going to happen next. Yeah. So then it cuts to the oh, best scene the best of the entire scene. episode. It's Hiram. not like one of their best moments oh ever. Yeah, I will say like very confidently that it was the best moment of them together in one scene. Because like, I don't think like we got through season three without seeing them kiss at all. Like we not we never yeah. saw them kiss. Oh boy. So just thinking about it, I'm like, ooh. Um, so... Um, whatever. Her- Hermione's like going down to First the kitchen all, like, to like get some water. Little, like, <laughs> yes, it was a very hot scene, but like Hiram's level of like horniness was like through the roof. Like this poor woman, like, like I f- walking alone in her apartment, like probably went yeah. went to go get water. It's like the middle of the night. He literally yeah. storms in and starts taking off his cufflinks and his shirt. I'm like. <laughs> She did, she she hasn't even spoken to you yet. Like, you guys haven't even had a moment outside of prison. He's like, she's like, she's like, Hiram. He's like, I want to come home. He's like taking your shirt yeah, off already. He's, he's like half naked, shirtless and oiled up. She's like, why Listen, are you here? <laughs> like, I could not even handle it because it was happening so fast. I was like, oh, okay, so, oh, okay. Like, and every, I was like, this is. And every time you like, out. every time they cut from like Hermione's face, like she's just in the same position. She's not like moving. She's not like taking <laughs> off her wardrobe. She's just like in shock. And then it cuts to Hiram's ankle, and he's like already shirtless. His pants are going off. He's like, like want to do this, want to do this, want to do this. I was like, she, her face was basically like my face the entire time because I was like, oh god, this is so hot, but also like, why is it happening so fast? Yeah, and then, um, yeah. Yeah, anyways. She slaps so then she's <laughs> she slaps him and then he's like, Ooh, is that like foreplay or is that like punishment? And then he's she's like, It's fucking punishment. You tried yeah. to fucking kill me. <laughs> like, what the fuck's wrong with also, you? Also, let's 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 also don't not forget that like the last time they were together, like she wanted him and he was like, No, I'm out. Like I I'm I'm leaving. Yeah, so for him to come true. back like this strong and like this into her, I was like, Holy crap, like Okay, I'll take it. it. I'll definitely take it. But like, and that's the thing. That's that's why this this whole time I'm like, okay, Hiram's obviously got something up his sleeve. He's gonna be doing something to manipulate these girls. Um, but I wasn't thinking about that at all. This up this part of the episode because I was like, there's this moment where he like turns her around, (laughs) 
And then he like puts his hand on her neck. And I was like, Daddy. Yeah, it was it was I, it was hot. It was hot. I couldn't. They could've they could have added some music, hot. I feel like. I needed some like They could have added a little bit of something. music, but I will say that like Hiram slash like Mark and Suelos, like the way he played this scene, and it's not just because we like know him and all that, but I literally will say this with confidence that he played it j- it perfectly in the sense that he wasn't like oh hey baby, like he wasn't no, like of course like overtly sexy. He was like powerful and commanding, and which is exactly like, what I think yeah. Hiram would do in that scenario. Sure. He would just be like this dominating person who like you can't get away from and still and trying has to this, win like, her over sexual energy like he was still trying exactly. to say like i want you i want to be in you like he was basically saying all He's of like, that i need you by my side yeah. i need you in my bed i was like yeah. okay <laughs> I was like, like what more <laughs> i was what else do you want to do <laughs> Um, and then she's like, I already regret this, which is like one of my favorite <laughs> cheesy lines. And then she starts making out with him and then they like, fuck, oh, whatever. Man. It was crazy. But the best part I was like, it. I think he was supposed to like put her on the table, but there was no like angle of that. <laughs> There's no table. So all you hear is like a, uh, and then the scene cuts and I'm like, what? And then it cuts. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we had, they had sex like 10 minutes later. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, so, funny. so funny. Uh, so then it cuts back to Betty and Jughead, and they're on the phone. And this part also kind of annoyed me. So Jughead and Betty are just kind of, like, talking about the stories and, like, what's going on. And Jughead's like, yeah, like, he was, like, I'm pretty sure it's my grandpa, but I'm not 100% sure. And then Betty's like, isn't there a paper that he wrote in Riverdale, like, once he transferred? And I was like, how does Betty True. know about the paper? Yeah. And Jughead doesn't know about the paper. And Jughead's been at Riverdale this whole time. And he's never investigated his grandpa ever. I guess like, he's never really had an interest in his grandpa. But at the grandpa. same time, I, I guess. Yeah, you know? I guess that makes sense. And he, he never knew that he was a writer, which yeah. I get. But the fact that Betty was like, I know this. I'm an encyclopedia. I was like, how do you know about this situation? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, moving on to Archie and Veronica. And basically, they become, like, the foster parents to, like, the entire El Royale kids. Yeah. She's like, I got games. Like, we're going to, like, host, like, a sick night. Like, it's going to be sick. Like, tell all your boys. And they're, like, just, like, excited. This is the only, like, cute Varchi moment they we get this episode where, like, they hug each other. And she's like, we are such a good team. Yeah. Like, the end. Yeah, that, that was it. Um, Then it cuts to Cheryl. And this doll situation is still happening. She takes the doll and she's like... I'm going to put you underwater. And the water is like bubbling. Yeah, I was like, where like, are the bubbles like, coming from? Like, is the like, doll like why is it bubbling? Farting? Like, what's happening? Why <laughs> <laughs> are there bubbles? Was, at the same time, I was like, also like, I was waiting for something to happen. Like, the water turns red yeah. or like, like spews out like maple syrup or something. Like, anything. I was just like, there was nothing there. And then it cuts to Tony and she just looks like even more concerned because she's like... <laughs> Tony's reaction face <laughs> kills me. <laughs> she's like... My my girlfriend might be crazy, but also, are we haunted? Like, she's not even sure herself anymore. Yeah. So, whatever. Then it cuts to Veronica. She comes in in the, in the morning. This also is one of my favorite moments of the episode. Because <laughs> Hermione's sitting there. She's like, she has her tea. She's just sipping her and tea. Like, she's so quiet. Yeah, she's just sipping her tea. She's like, dead ass quiet. That's when you know something's wrong. So then she's like sitting there sipping her tea. Veronica's like... Oh, hey, mom. And then she, like, kind of walks toward the table. Hermione's like, 
hey girl <laughs> and she, like, they see this like Veronica. huge like weekend bag duffel bag on the chair yeah. she's like who's bet and then he's like it's my bag darling and then and then fucking I died. Like, you know that? Hermione's just like, Like, you know that Sorry. feeling of like you're in a room and like you just want to sink into your chair and like disappear <laughs> yeah. into like the abyss? That was Hermione yeah. sitting on that chair. That was her she face. just wanted to camouflage she's, into the wall. She's like, I'm sorry. I got digmatized last <laughs> night. I can't help myself around him. She like, she's like, I invited your father back. And like Veronica's like, and, like so pissed Hiram at her mom. Knew, like Hiram knew he had Hermione. Like he yeah. didn't even have to ask her again, like get a reassurance. Yeah. He was just like, no, like I digmatized her. Like she's mine now. <laughs> it's so funny and then veronica's just like she's like i want to hear it from your mouth mom (laughs) she's like i don't have a mouth anymore (laughs) my mouth can only be used for other things (laughs) dick things (laughs) can't do anything else so whatever Uh, so yeah veronica's basically like fully betrayed veronica's face this whole time is like like you can't see my face but it's like oh 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 she's like getting like (laughs) yeah getting like sucker punched every other second progressively like pissed off (laughs) even more and more and then her Hiram like turns around and he's like are you like jealous of Hermosa like you know that you're like my the apple of my eye like you're my fave and Veronica's just like okay stop like we're gonna like I can't with you guys you guys are the worst whatever Um, why doesn't she ever say like I want to get the fuck out of here I'm gonna move out that exactly and that's what I wrote down in my notes I was like She's so upset with her parents. She can't stand her parents. Just leave. Like, you don't need to stay there anymore. Clearly, you're, like, making millions of dollars that you can, like, rent fucking arcade games for your boyfriend. (laughs) So, like, clearly you can pay rent. Go somewhere else. Or live Um, with Archie. It was just, like... Because, like, he doesn't have a dad. Live with Archie. True. Like, there's an empty room. That'd be cute. Anyway. And, yeah, like, the Coopers are, like, living together. They should all, like, just live beside each other. It'd be cute. Um, whatever. So then it cuts to Betty and Jughead. And this is when they officially find out, or I guess they don't officially, but they like theorize because they find a old story that the grandpa wrote and it's all, it's a book, but, and it has all the characters from the Baxter boys, but they're not, it's not called the Baxter boys. Yeah. And then Jughead's like, this is totally my dad. Like, it's totally him. I can't believe it. Um, but then I was like, "What? Ha- so what happened to the grandpa? Like now I want to know, know all the, like, the whole storyline yeah. with the grandpa. Yeah. Like, did he drop out right after he wrote that story? Like, did he leave like Riverdale? Like, we didn't know that he went to Riverdale, and now we know that he's in Riverdale. Like, I don't get it. So I'm sure we're gonna hear more. Um, I know that you also mentioned that there is a potential that like he might have been yeah, cast I think already. They the grandpa, the actor that um is potentially gonna play him." So, right. so I think we're going to get to see him because I just feel like this story will feel, will feel so empty without his role in it. We need Because FP can't answer to it. Like FP doesn't know anything. So our answers sure. are going to have to come from him. Yeah. Um. So then it comes to Alice and Charles and they're at home and Betty's like, what's going on? And basically it turns out that Chick called the FBI to put a tip in about the murder that happened and like named Alice as the murderer because of what happened last episode, last season or two seasons yeah. ago. And now Charles has to like 
investigate slash like help them cover up this yeah. like murder and story. that was another thing that was weird because charles was like i guess we'll have to go and clean up the mess and like clean up the evidence yeah and he's like True. i was like oh and charles okay. was like we better go do that now before dinner and then FP's like, okay, I'll come with you. Also, can FP act more like it's his fucking son? Because, like, they have no relationship. Yeah. Like, he's so cold to like, him. Like, can they... They could have eased, like... And honestly, like, I know they that there probably wasn't time yet. for it. Like, but they have not had a moment. Like, they could have had, like, a scene with them, like, burying the body or, like, like driving to or the Or even like, driving the back gravesite. to be like, hey how's life now that like you have my me as a yeah. dad like something there hasn't been any like, conversation is it's it so awkward weird. that it's me like yeah come on. <laughs> like literally nothing so whatever then it cuts to the el royale and they're having like another lit party like the el royale like has like night. had three Seriously. amazing parties so far so they're having this amazing party obviously dodger shows up and he like crashes it and this is when archie is like okay like what the fuck is going on like why are you still here and then Dodger goes, yeah, let's scrap. Like, why don't you bring out your, like, uniform? And Archie's like, uh, 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 So uh, how did uh, he uh. know that Archie's the one? It's just his re- response. Like, the way that he reacted. Oh, like, obviously, okay. Archie's not a fucking liar. So he's like, oh, okay. Like, you are the fucking hooded person. So before anything goes down, that's when everybody else comes outside. Like, Veronica's like, yo, get the fuck out of here. The cops are on their way. Um, and then... They dip and he's like, okay, I got my answer anyway, so it's fine. So what did you think of the way that this all kind of resolved? Which part? Like the whole this part. mask thing and how he knew that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm not liking this Dodger storyline at all. I think if Archie's, yeah. I think if Archie's conflict with the El Royale was just the, the fact that these kids need a place to stay. They don't have any funding for this program. They need help. Like, I think I would have been okay with that storyline. This whole thing with Dodger is so freaking extra to me. And the fact that it's taken now like six episodes for both of them to be like, oh, you're my enemy yeah. now. Like, I need to get rid of you. Like, okay, but you already knew that it was Dodger. And you already knew that it was probably Archie, who's the owner exactly. of the club. Who's, like, taking your kids away from you. The one that's... So, exactly. Like, I was like, guys, put two and two together. Like, like, it doesn't... It's not fucking rocket science. So, like, it's obviously yeah. him. So, yeah, that's the thing. I was like, how how it took, like, Dodger this long for him them to even realize that it was Archie. I was like, okay, I think this is I think that's the one storyline out of all of these ones that I'm kind of like, I'm okay to give up. Like, I'm down with Jugheads. Yeah. I'm okay with Betty and, and Charles. I'm okay with Cheryl. But this one, it felt like a little, I, I don't need it, you know? It's not as strong because I feel like we've already seen exactly. it. That's the problem. And that too. Like, and that's that too. truly the issue. Um. Anyway, uh. Cutting back to the Cooper residence, Charles and FP show back up, show up again, and this is when they, I guess, like they're like, we took care of it, which means, I guess, like they moved the body. Like I don't know what they did. And first of all, like Charles, did the body like dissolve? You're an FBI agent, but you're a motherfucking idiot who comes back from a crime scene covered in like the blood and the dirt. Like this guy could, this guy couldn't even change his shirt. Like he fully walked back home with like all the evidence on his like body. He's like, it's done. Don't worry, guys. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so anybody stupid. who's <laughs> like, you're walking anyway, home whatever. with the sheriff. Like on top of that. <laughs> like, is he so, really an FBI agent? I feel like I'm not. Like, I don't know. He's he's seeming more more sketchy as we go through. Yeah, this. and also like as we are like as you like. I'm only remembering now, so maybe this is one of the things that we have to keep in mind is the tapes went out like years, like weeks ago, right? Like the yeah. tapes that everybody got sent. We still don't know who's sending those tapes. 
Um, clearly somebody's watching the front of the house. So you would think that they wouldn't show up in like dirty exactly. fucking clothes. It's just being like, yo. Like, yeah, it was just weird. I, and I don't know if that's like an intentional, like I hope that's going to lead yeah, to something. It must be. Or it's just, it it's just be. on the producer's part being like, oh, whatever. Like you're wearing the same wardrobe from what you were wearing before. We'll just dirty it up and walk back home. Like, but those little right. things, like they annoy me because like, how dumb are you? <laughs> you know, like. He could have come back in like hoodie, a hoodie yeah, or something. something more like, he's wearing like work clothes. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. We're going to move on. We're getting too picky again. So uh, then it cuts to Jughead and Mr. DuPont and they're talking. And Jughead literally goes like, what an idiot. He goes in so hard and he's like, so you didn't write the first book. It was my grandpa and you yeah. stole the story. And he like fully uh, like, like, you're a plagiarist. You're this. You're a thief. <laughs> you stole my. And the guy's like, um, yeah. you're going to get expelled. Yeah, so, like, obviously, DuPont goes on, like, full defense mode, and then he, like, turns into this, like, monster. He's like, you're trash, you're, like, bottom-feeding dropout. He's like, you people um, just want to, like, suck everything from us. And yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, here we go. I, like, I just think Jughead oh, went in on it like too heavily, heavily on the guy because I'm like, what did you expect yeah. him to say back to you? Yeah, yeah, I did steal it from your grandpa. Like, what was he like, going to say? Like, what, is he going to, like, admit to <laughs> yeah. it? Like, fuck. Like, it's an old man. He, like, so he basically is like, I built Stonewall Prep. So I'm like, obviously, he's like, he fucking did something wrong. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, you couldn't come up with a better plan than to just, like, fucking ambush him like yeah. that? Like, it doesn't make any Especially sense. Especially because he spent whole, the whole episode, like, building up to this revelation. Yeah. And, like, solving it all. And then I'm like, you went and literally, like, fucked it all up in, like, two two minutes. So... That being said, I feel like Jughead does that he, a lot. Oh, like he's sure. definitely like that character. Like he's always the first person to be like, "Yo, Hiram, are you the fucking Black Hood?" I'm like, "Can you please just wait a fucking second?" <laughs> like he's kind yeah. of like senseless in that way. But anyway, um, so like this whole situation, like I don't know what Jughead was expecting to get out of the situation, but he just got really frustrated. So then it cuts back to Veronica and she's working at Pops and Hermosa walks in and she's like, let's have a, a chat, sis to sis. Sister to sister, and I love, okay? I love like Hermosa to Hermosa. Like she just like gets very like Spanish she's, randomly, yeah, which I kind of Spanish. love. And then Veronica's like, oh, I know more Spanish than you. Like, <laughs> didn't she like say her name like very specific? She's like, Hermosa, <laughs> are you here? Like, she was very on her <laughs> accent game this episode. I feel like they were just trying so, to one-up each other. And, like, every yeah. time they would say Miami, they're like, Miami, and mommy, and Miami. papi. <laughs> and, like, they're trying to, like, go more, like, Spanish as the conversation went on. <laughs> She's like, my mommy was a singer, and papi was a, like, oh, I like, I like, like, it was basically a song. I like how she called her out, too. She's like, whatever you call him, like, poppy or daddy. Poppy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So we do find out that Hermosa's mom was, like, a singer, and um, she ends up dying. And after she died, she ended up taking, like, he ended up taking care of Hermosa, like, I guess, money-wise yeah, I guess only, he, like, because just, clearly he wasn't yeah. around. So and that's another uh, thing too. It's like I wonder why she feels so strongly to her father when, like, clearly he wasn't a part of her life. Like he, that's fine, what like I'm financially saying. he took care of her, but like clearly he never brought you during Christmas. He never brought you around like with the yeah. actual family. Why are you still like? Why you love him yeah. so much? I don't know. Maybe which we're is asking why too many I questions. keep thinking like. <laughs> Is this like her? Re like, is that really his daughter, or yeah. is it really his mistress? Like, it's you know really what? I do love that. 
I do love that you're saying that, but the fact that they used it last season on a waste character like Evelyn and whatever I his face know. is, I don't want it to happen again because I'm like, it's cheap. You guys already did yeah. this last season, but they should have not true. done it last season. They should have done it for these two because that would have worked so much better. Yeah, and it would have been really like, what the unless, fuck? That's crazy. Like, unless, and I do feel like they're going to do this, like they do want to build a Veronica and Hermosa relationship in the future, like a sister-sister sure. thing, and I can see that too. Like, yeah. I'd be down for that. But, like, what purpose does she have past I know, this storyline? You know. know what I mean? Like, she she's going to sell rum in Riverdale. She won't it. stay. Like, like Charles won't stay. Kind of like, you know? Like, right. he's going to leave. We all know he's going to leave. It's just a matter of, like, how? Yeah. Or is he going to be alive? Like, how? Right. So, anyway. So, she ends up, like, saying that, like, you know, Hermione and Hiram are going to renew their vows tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Veronica's, like, gagged the entire time. She's like, what the fuck? Seriously? So, she's invited to the party. And... She says, like, you're entitled to your opinion of him, but the father I know, he's a he, there's good in him. So I was like, okay, we get it. Like, Hiram's kind of yeah. good. Like, fuck, Jesus. So then it cuts to Cheryl, and the cousins are back in the house, the Thistle house, and they're like, you be cray-cray, so we're going to declare you mentally unfit, and then we're going to take over everything, and you're going to go, like, to a mental institution. Why? Because so, they saw the body? No, because she like she like yelled at them to like get the fuck out of the chapel or whatever right. earlier. Right, remember, right, right. so like now she's like, they just came back and tried to attack her again. Um, then it cuts to Mister Chipping and Jughead talking, and this is when Jughead's like, "Yo, like Mister Dupont's cray cray, like he did this. We, we need to expose him." And Mister Chipping's like, "Uh, like he fucking starts yeah, to like, like he go was into his own out. Like, yeah, he starts to like spiral, and he's like." I'm so embarrassed as a teacher. Like I wouldn't, I could never like live with myself if but, I knew no, this. But my question to you is that why did he believe Jughead wholeheartedly? Because he knows, one hundred percent, he knows. But I feel like I think that like Chipping was in on it. But now that someone knows oh. about the whole secret, he's coming around and he's like, "Fuck!" Now that Jughead knows the story, like this is but gonna do you go think badly. It made sense that he jumped out of the window because of that. No, it kind of felt <laughs> but like a I little extra. I was like, "Did you really have to do that, though?" Very, it was very like, no extra. No one was coming we'll get for to you. that in a second. <laughs> like, I was like, "Ain't nobody was gonna come for your yeah. your shit." But like, anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, cutting back to Archie, and he gets home, and he finds like a mask like stuck to the door with a knife, and he walks right in. He's like, "Mom, we gotta go. Like, we gotta pack up. We gotta get out of here." And then, sure enough, right away, like there's like a shoot out. Yeah. Like they like shoot up his entire house, and they barely get like get away. Um, I was like, if Dodger was smarter, he would have just like shot him dead uh, as he was walking into the house, or like <laughs> True. killed. Like killed Mary as like on this like killed her earlier. Like I don't know. There would have been so many opportunities for Dodger to do something shadier. Um anyway, it cuts to the lodge residence and (laughs) it like she walks into Veronica walks into her dad's study and she's like, Hermosa (laughs) and then she like it cuts to that shot and it's Hermosa sitting at like the, the desk. desk. Yeah. But now there's like a brand new painting and then <laughs> Veronica's like, What the fuck is that? <laughs> well, she doesn't say that, but she's like, What is that? And her Hermosa's like, 
oh yeah, like Poppy, he like got a commission for me <laughs> and like it's very cute. And she's like, only the best for the apple of my eye. Like I'm very like I'm doing this accent. Yeah, you so sound kind of like Arab too, <laughs> mixed with yeah. like Spanish. <laughs> I'm like, you don't think I sound like Sofia Vergara? <laughs> um, so, uh, whatever. So then. I was like, okay, so is he playing both of them? Is Hermosa the bad one and she's like playing against her? Like, well, if for he all replaced we know, the portrait, he's obviously playing them both. Like, it's not just her. True. Yeah, but I don't know if I even believe what she says. Cause like her saying exactly the line, like, you're only the bad, like, like, you're the apple of my eye. I'm like, we know that Hermosa can bug shit. She probably bugged the True. fucking whole like, living room, you know? Yeah. So he, she could have just like used that against Veronica to make her like go crazy, because that's what Veronica does. She goes like insane. The question that I have is, do you think that Veronica is being unreasonable right now, or is she like, should she play a little bit nicer? Yeah, she's with being her unreasonable. Sister? She doesn't even give a shit about her dad. So why does she care that if her painting is hanging up on his <laughs> freaking desk? Who that's cares? True. Girl, like move out. On the inside. Like, get some space she's in like, between you and issues. the parents true you need some healthy yeah i think she just needs to create like a little bit of space until they like resolve their issues and then she can come back because like it's 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 a weird situation she's fighting to be daddy's girl kind of not really because she doesn't want to be but then she's kind of like jealous too which is understandable but i get it like take a break from it let hermosa be the daughter for like a hot minute yeah, you've been wanting to not be the yeah. daughter this whole time to the point where you wanted to change your last name. <laughs> exactly. So like maybe maybe it's worth her just taking the helm exactly. and being like she could be she should be like, yo, Hermosa, you want your dad? Like go the fuck right ahead because he's a fucking it's, piece she, of work. She, said, she should have said that. That would have made more sense. That would have been yeah. made more sense. But whatever. She gets emotional, she gets really pissed off about it. Um but yeah, what do you think about where this is all leading with the two of them? I mean, I think what it's going to eventually lead to is like this partnership between the two of them as sisters, maybe working against yeah. him, um, right. which I'm down to see. But well, to what I end? Know, to like on. put so him back in jail? That's like, the thing. I'm down to see them as sisters working together, but I'm not down for Hiram to be the villain again for this season. Yeah, so I don't yeah, know which one is going to happen because I feel like it's going to be one or the other. But right. I don't know. I'm just over Hiram being the villain. Like we've seen this this whole yeah. time. Let's switch it up yeah, a little I agree. bit, you know? I agree. So then it cuts to Hiram and Archie and they're talking at the El Royale. And this is when Archie is basically like, yo, I need your help. And this is the thing that kills me about Archie, okay? He does this all the fucking time with Hiram, yeah. where Hiram basically is like, let me help you. Archie's like, no. And then he yeah, goes like, to him like two help, minutes later. Daddy. He's like, can you do something? Like, I won't take your blank check, but I'll ask you to murder yeah, a sure. fucking gangster. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, yeah, basically uh, Hiram's like, you know, I can't do that. Like you like you can't be asking me to do anything illegal. Wink, wink. And then Archie's like, yeah, obviously not. And then he like leaves and i was like okay so obviously something bad is gonna happen yeah. but at the same time i'm like archie do you want his help or not can you be friends with him or not be friends with him like what's going yeah. on because you could be like rolling in money you could be like hiring your own like gang if you needed to with that fucking blank check and instead you're just like like asking him on the side to kill somebody like what the hell so anyway it cuts to mr chipping and he's talking to the kids and he's like the book is Heart of 
darkness i can't function anymore and then he jumps out the fucking window <laughs> he looks at the window and i'm like what the fuck is he gonna do and then he like runs for the window and kills yeah. himself which is very much like a Westworld kind of thing it felt like it's very like, it's almost yeah, like it's he was robot. like possessed by something and like it made him do that yeah and then the even creepier than that is like Jughead like freaks out. He's like, oh, my God, somebody go get help. He turns around and all like the rest of the students are sitting at their like chairs just like staring at him like a weirdo. Weird. So I'm like, so all of you guys are in on it and all of you guys are unfazed by him falling, like literally falling down. And I was like, OK, something's obviously wrong. And like, why isn't anybody clocking this shit? Because this is fucking yeah. ridiculous. Um, anyway, that was a really creepy moment. Uh, so then it cuts to Thistle House and, um, again, she hears, like, Cheryl hears something and she's like, Titi, awaken. And then this is when, um, she finds her uncle down in the chapel and, uh, he sees Jason and then that's when he freaks out. He's like, you are fucking batshit crazy. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He, like, dashes Tony to the side. He starts to, like... Hold Cheryl to the wall and he's like, you're going to go to the mental institution, you fucking psycho yeah. bitch. And um, Tony hits him over the head with like what looks like a gigantic wrench. Like I was like, what did yeah, you hit him over the head with? I don't know. Like a statue of like the Virgin No, it Mary? literally like, looked like know. a giant wrench. <laughs> like Yeah, I was like, what is this? So she hits him over the head and like blood starts like seeping out of his head. So like, so is he dead, dead then? Yeah, like, he's probably dead. So he's probably dead. They basically killed somebody um i mean for Which good reason sense. he was like he was gonna kill her really too. A, he was he was literally attacking yeah. her so i get it but at the same time i'm like could you blame her could you blame him he was like he finds like his nephew like stuffed in a fucking yeah, basement sure. like it's, it's all weird messed up. it's all messed up so then it cuts to the jail and chick <gasps> answers the phone and then the gag of the episode, it's Charles, Charles oh is on God. the other side. And he's like, hey, baby, like, oh, we're like fucking totally screwing everybody over. Like, hey, he's like, do they explain it. in that moment why they're doing this? No, they don't say anything. They just say, like, basically everybody's buying the whole storyline. Like, story so stupid. Like, why would they be doing this at this point? I don't I mean here's the thing I will say that even though RAS did tell us that we were supposed to get a normal fucking brother for Betty we didn't get that I will say that the fact that they reintroduced Charles and he's alive I definitely thought that they were going to bring in like the whole chick Charles like it was so unfinished like yeah, that whole storyline no, was sure. so unfinished that the fact that they reconnected it all I'm like okay like I'm I might not be like a hundred percent down because I still don't know what the fuck is happening. But also, I'm like, I get why. I just don't want this to be they another play like, with that a another bit. bad story for Betty. Like, I just want her to have yeah. a normal effing sibling. That's all I wanted for her. It's true. <laughs> all I want for her you is know? To have a normal. Sibling. And then, like, even at the end, yeah. when they like, when she's like, "I'm so sorry," like, I doubted you. I was like, "Oh, here we go." The minute the character yeah. apologizes for thinking that the other character is shady, the character is probably <laughs> shady. <laughs> It's so true. So whatever. So now we know that Charles is working with Chick on some like crazy level or whatever, which is going to piss me off if this all reconnects back to Penelope. Like Charles is working for Penelope. Oh, you think so? I'll be like, 
I mean, Chick was working for Penelope, so like it would make sense if there was a connection there. Uh, but know. I'm also like, why are we still talking about old storylines? Yeah. Or maybe like, like it's just Charles wanting to like learn more about them, and we think that it's shady, but like in the end, like it's like a positive thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like what else? Because what you're else just could hoping for doing? like a really happy story. Like what else could he be doing? He's gonna kill them all again. Yeah. Like we've been through that storyline already with yeah. Hal. Like. It's true. Anyway, we'll see. So uh, then it cuts to Cheryl and she's talking to her aunt and she's basically like, well, my husband never came home and I don't know where he went. So I just wanted to check in to see if he was there. It was here. And Cheryl's like, nope, he wasn't here. Sorry. And uh, she's like, well, and she's like, can I look around? And Cheryl says, no, you can't unless you have a warrant. And then the aunt is like, I will get a warrant and I will come back here. And then Cheryl's like, have fun with that, bitch. And then that's the end of that scene. But I'm like, so they're basically screwed now. Um, Then it cuts to Archie and Reggie and they're like going to uh, the El Royale. And they see like something rolled up on the side of the dumpster. They open it up and... It's fucking Dodger. It's, it's Dodger, Dodger, yeah. Right? He's like severely like beaten up, almost like he's like he's beaten. not dead, but like he's beaten. And then, which is like weird to me because I was like, if him. you're rolling him into a <laughs> just kill like, him, yeah, yeah, he's like art. He's already in a dumpster, Maybe he's rolled up die, in a like, rug in the hospital, and that will at least give Archie oh, the chance so. to like call nine one one, let the ambulance come, and like he won't look as guilty, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I'm at the same it. time, I'm like, he asked for this shit. So I'm like, okay, like, what else did you want to happen? You want to get rid of Dodger. Aren't you happy? Like, why are you? Anyway, whatever. Um, then the final scene is Jughead talking to the rest of the students who are obviously still like cray cray because they're like, oh, you know, like when like he jumped out the window, that was great. Like they don't, they don't even care yeah. at all. Like it's those students are insane. And then they're like, I wonder who's going to be the new teacher. And sure enough, Mr. DuPont is the one that's taking over the class. And like it zooms in on his face. Then it zooms on on, like Jughead's face. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's going to be like teacher versus student once again. And that's the end of the episode. That was was good. Uh, It was a lot. It was good. There was a lot happening. I am intrigued by like how things are being set up right now. Um, like you said, I think I'm really most interested in Jughead's story because I feel like they're really like ramping it up. Um, Having said did that, did they give us a flash forward at all? This no, episode? they didn't. No, right? Having said that, this season is 22 episodes long, so I just mm-hmm. want to make sure that these stories, maybe not all of them, go to the end. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if this like murder mystery one will because we do know that they're going to get the reveal of the. Like this yeah. whole situation will, happening at spring will break, have it's to get gonna happen throughout the whole season. His is different, right? But like, yeah, the, the Hermosa thing, like but, all of that. But we are getting to that murder mystery storyline in the middle of the episode because they said that spring break is going to be the halfway point of the season. Yes, like it's yes. going to happen in the mid-season yeah, finale. Yeah. So like, we're going to find out something at that yeah. point. Anyway, let's see what happens. Let's get into our recap roundups. Recap roundups. Best, best moment. moment. Um, I think our moment? best moment was the same, so I think we can say that at the same time. 
mommy and mommy, daddy, daddy, sexy, sexy moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was so I think this was amazing. like, you know, us waiting for that phallus moment years ago in season two. Yeah. Like this yeah. was the lodge moment that we were waiting for because we didn't even see Living. them kiss last season. So and like it was just a hot yeah. ass, you know, sequence, you know, Mark Consuelos. Yes. He, he even said in, in our interview with him, he was like, you bring me in for those sex scenes. Like, I got this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can do it. He that, yeah. <laughs> so he they He's definitely like, did. We're known did it. for getting hired to, like, take our shirts off. <laughs> yeah. So you did it, was it, boy. It's just funny. Like, I can't wait to rewatch it because, like, the speed of which he, like, takes yes. off his cufflinks and his shirt. I'm like, dude, the woman's, like, not even, like, she's still in shock that you're even in the apartment. <laughs> like, let alone, like, agreeing to have sex with you. Like... I basically like he basically like floated yeah. toward her like yeah. naked like his his clothes just came off yeah. as he, he was started at the door her. by the time he got to her he was like naked <laughs> but as naked which is like so such a sexy thought but anyway WTF moment what was your WTF moment um WTF moment okay I'm gonna name them and then let's see what you name but um I definitely put Mr. Okay. Chipping jumping out of the window because I just was like yes. did not expect that at all <laughs> he like and also like he like supermaned out the window like he didn't just like yeah. <laughs> fall out the window he was like goodbye shing yeah. like he's <laughs> it was like a full straight like vertical line like it was a yeah, horizontal was line um, yeah. And then also Hermosa's um, painting threw me off because I was like, "Damn, like that was a that was a fast turnaround right there." <laughs> like, what artist is like turning around a painting yeah. within like twenty four hours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I think even funny. like Cheryl's uncle finding Jason was such a was yeah. such a huge thing to drop at the end of the episode where I wasn't expecting to even go right. back to the to the Blossom House. And then it ha- like seeing yeah. him, I'm like, shit, he's definitely going to find out. He's going to die. And then that's going to, like, you know, so. <sighs> yeah. Happen, so a yeah. lot happened in the last, like, 10 minutes. So I have a few WTF moments as well. The one, one of them being the shootout, because I was like, that was hella dangerous. Mary yeah. could have been dead in, like, seconds. Uh, also, I was like, they've never done, like, a full-out, like, gunshot yeah, situation that was like that. So I was they like, should just install, like, bulletproof intense. windows at, that, at this point. Exactly. Um, the other one was the students just staring at Jughead like creepers at the very like when he does jump out the window. I was like, yeah, these guys are fucking weird. What the fuck is going on? And then, of course, the finale, like that final like scene with oh, Chick and Charles sure. was also like, what yeah, the I was fuck? definitely like, what the fudge? Definitely. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. MVP. MVP. Who's your MVP? MVP is going to go to Jughead. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't choose him a lot. Why? I don't choose him a lot, but I think for this episode, I think he did really well with his investigation. Um, I think he was just like really smart about it. Um, the only situation yeah. that I didn't appreciate was how freaking aggressive he went on Mr. DuPont. And I was like, bro, what did you think yeah. was going to happen? Like he wasn't going to respond to that at all. Um, but I will give it to him for fighting for his grandfather's story, fighting for that legacy yeah. and like you know, really wanting to get to the to the bottom of like this whole the bottom mystery. of it all. So yeah. I will give That's him true. my MVP. I'm gonna give my MVP to Hiram for being daddy yeah, this he episode. Was, he was for cute. sure. He had his. He was. He cute. was hot. He was. 
And Daddy. like, yeah. I just feel like he's like always winning at life. Like he got out of jail like 10 minutes later. He's fucking his wife after saying that he wanted to divorce her. Like he's remarrying her. Like there's all these it's things that are happening. That, it's interesting that I actually want to see that Val renewal scene. That'd be a cool scene to, to like shoot. That'd um, be a cool one. But yeah. I want to see, like he didn't mention once about the mayor race thing. No, not Which this Which was kind of weird because, sure like, he up. ended off on that note last week being like, I'm going to run for mayor. And then this whole week, he just right. didn't even talk about it. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm okay with that. They need to give him, like, five seconds to, like, get his shit together and, like, run his rum business before True. he, like, gets into that. But I definitely was like, good job, like, Hiram, for, like, being daddy this episode. He really he, like, was. He was daddy. LVP. Who was your LVP? I'm going to say um, Cheryl. And I am so sorry, Cheryl, yeah. but girl, you are fucking losing it. Like, you are a hot <laughs> red mess. You know, I gave you, like, a good three episodes yeah. to throw your brother out, and you still haven't. Like, this shit is this shit is crazy. On top of that, she was like, oh, my God, TZ, I had a nightmare that, like, my parents came back, and then my family. And she's like, bitch, that's your real life. Like, you wasted. I'm like, Cheryl, you have hit an all-time low. So she yeah. and, and it doesn't she's sound like it shit. doesn't even look like she's handling it properly and she's dealing with it in the right way. No. So I'm scared for her. She needs to make some good moves. Uh, you know, yeah. LVP. For sure. Uh, my LVP is going to go to Hermione for being yeah. digmatized <laughs> by Hiram <laughs> by and like not being able to function as a human being after she got the You know what though? I don't want to call her an LVP for being digmatized because digmatized is a real <laughs> thing and you know everyone suffers from it but I think the, the real LVP-ness is like <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> the real LVPness is um, her just being so quiet and so like passive and so like yes, scared of 100%. him. That's, that's more of like what I would. And like, yeah, the writing for Hermione's character. Like, I'd blame the writers for yeah, handling her true. character so weak again. Like, we we ask for it a lot. I think we always say like, give her more lines, give her more activation. She had such a strong season in season one, and I feel like she's like literally as soon as Hiram like enters a scene again, she has like zero yeah. lines. She ends up becoming like this damsel in distress, and like I guess they're trying to frame her that way that she's like she's literally digmatized by him. But at the same time, I'm like I don't buy it. Like I feel like she's like when she way reminded Veronica, she's like I killed a man. I was like, oh my god, girl, you yeah. really did. And like, I loved you in that like, moment. You like, were boss ass. Like, you were like the best you've ever been when you shot Moneta. Like, so I was like, where's that Hermione? So yeah, I don't know. The, the best, best line. line. What was your best line? Best line. Uh, ew, this one was hard because I was like waiting to to hear a best line, and I and I was like, eh. yeah. Um, but I think right at the end when um, Cheryl's like, Titi, awaken. Um, I died. It was cute. It was really cute. But I think too, like it kind of shows you if you want to look further into this, into this line, but like, she's just kind of like demanding of Tony too. Like Tony, come here. It's true. Tony, Tony, I need help with this. Tony, can you move my brother's dead body? Tony, can you like at some point, Tony's going to be like, bro, like shut up. Like, am I even your girlfriend? Like, (laughs) you know, it's definitely going to, yeah, I definitely feel like to your point, I think that's going to put a huge strain on the relationship. Um, her like relying so heavily on Tony and like Tony's a kid like she's not gonna be able to handle yeah, it all forever, forever. For sure, yeah. um, my best line I've got a few 
The one that I'm going to say is when Veronica says, cops are on their way, asshat, because I love the word asshat. But there was also that whole situation with mommy and daddy, but we've already said those lines. I know, but I can't believe you didn't choose that as your best line. I know. Was that four-player punishment? I was like, ooh, and then I already regret this. Like, I want that on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. I want that on my, like, bedspread. Like, I already regret this. Oh, my God. Oh my god, such a good episode. I'm so happy they gave us that moment just as just to finish off this entire uh, podcast. But anyway, um, before we end off the epi- this podcast, we have a few announcements. The first one is, as NB mentioned, we have our contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. To enter, all you need to do is rate, hopefully a little bit higher than four or five stars, wink, wink. And comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw. The contest ends December 11th where we'll be drawing one lucky winner. I'd also take the time to thank our patrons of the episode. Our Rewinder squad, we got White and we got a new patron this uh, week. Nicole, thanks for joining. And then we got our Lit Rewinders, our uh, Tina Ann, Sarge, Serena, Soleil, Kate and Jessica. And our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, Tamala and Grace. And if you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. If you join, you'll get access to all things recap, rewind, exclusive contest content and updates. And make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. And you can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify and iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye.